you're listening to the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast. We hope this message speaks to you and encourages you. You can find more messages by searching Catalyst Church of Carrollton on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Learn more at IamCatalyst.net. This week, we have a special guest speaker, Bradford Williamson. Everybody stand up for me right quick. I don't want to get out of the presence of the Lord. I know we got to go through all this, but I want to get us back in it. Lord, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are good and you are the great I am. Father, I thank you that you are my friend. I thank you that you are my father. You are my healer. Father, I thank you that you are my comforter. I thank you that you are my peace. Lord, I thank you, Father, for all that you have done. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you are perfect in all your ways. Father, I thank you that you can touch each one of us at the same time in our different ways, wherever we're at, online or wherever. I thank you that you can touch us right now in Jesus' name. I bind any force that would hinder against us from receiving your word. And I loose the anointing of God over this room in Jesus' name. And I pray, Father, you would open up our hearts and our spirits to receive revelation knowledge that will change our life forever. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I don't know how I like this microphone on my ear, but we're going to go with it. I'd rather hold one. Um, First scripture I want to talk about, and I know that we've all heard it before, is about the prodigal son. Um, And I need my Bible. That's important. Let me get my Bible right quick. Thank you. Because I don't want to read it offline. I mean on TV. <clears throat> um, prodigal son. It's Luke 15, 11 through 32. And I know that all of us are familiar with it. But at the same time, I'm going to come at it at a different angle. You know, the Holy Ghost gives us revelation and gives us information that we, we can kind of see it from a different light. Um, <clears throat> well, let me read it right quick. And in the context of this, I want to rightly divide the word. So in the context of this, this is talking about, in the beginning of this um, little section that the Lord was talking to us about, it's talking about the parable of the lost sheep. 99 was with him, one ran away, and he left the 99 to get to the one and brought it back on his shoulders. So then we go into the parable of the lost son or the prodigal son, and here's how it goes. To illustrate this point further, let me put my glasses on. To illustrate this point forward uh, further, Jesus told the story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want, I want my share of your estate before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his two sons. A few days later, the younger son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land. There he wasted all his money on wild living. About, that, about the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him. The man sent him to the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. When he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father. 
Father, I, and tell him, and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as your hired servant. So he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long ways off, just like this song, while he was still a long ways off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him. Woo, there's a lot in that embraced him and kissed him just like I do mine and y'all do y'all's right Woo! his son said to him father I have sinned against both heaven and you and I am no longer worthy to be called your son but his father said to the servants quick bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him get a ring for his finger, finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening we must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and now he has returned to life. Mm. He was lost, but now he was found. So the party began. The party began. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields work, work, uh, working. While, when he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house and he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed a fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. Mm. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me. He was earning it. And all that time, you never gave me one young goat for a feast with my friends, yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, let's be real about it, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf. His father said, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything that I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead. Hmm. And he has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. Mm, that is good. That is good. So here's how we all want to look at it most of the time when we hear that. And Lord, I pray you're anointing over this. Pour gas on this in Jesus' name. Explode this with revelation. We always want to look back at the... Uh, this son, this prodigal son, and we want to look at him and we want to say he was a rebellious, rich, rebellious kid. That's, that's most of us how we look at it. He was a rich, rebellious kid. He, he got selfish and he went out and got wild and, and then he came to his senses. That's what the Bible says. He came to his senses and realized it and he came back begging. I'm going to hit it from another angle. <clears throat> This is gonna, now, this is going to be a little tough on us, but let's, let's hear it. We are all prodigals. We are all prodigals. Jesus spoke this word. Let me tell you something about God. This is something I know about God. I know he's my friend and my father. I know he's my healer. And I know this about him too. I know when God speaks something, he don't speak it just to me. He speaks it to everybody. Luke took the time to put this in the Word and write it down. That's a longest 20 whatever verses. 
And Jesus said it. It's in red. So it wasn't meant for just a rebellious kid, y'all. That ain't what it was. Everybody who reads this can get, get something from it. Whether you're the brother, you're the daddy, you're the mama. Everybody can get from this word. You know, we, we, tend, to think that, um, we tend to think that God is like us. And, but he's not. He's perfect. He's infinite. And wisdom and knowledge, omnipresent. He can be anywhere at the same time. We kind of look at it like a football coach or a baseball coach. We set up a play, and we want that one kid to score that touchdown. That's, that's the way we think, right? But God, when he does something, everybody, the whole team is rewarded for that. That's kind of hard to fathom, but everybody benefits from the play he calls. At the same time, at the same time, everybody, God is so good that if he does a healing for somebody or he touches somebody or he provides some for somebody or whatever he does in his character, it takes care of 20 things at one time or more because he is perfect. Here's the tendency that we have. We have a tendency to make decisions based on, based on our experiences, based on our intelligence. We, we tend to make, make decisions based on what we think is best. Is that any different than that prodigal son? He thought he knew better. Man, I got it better. I got it better than, than what I have right here. I can go out there and have a good time. So he turned around and thought on his own, I'm gonna go out here and have a good time. How many of us do that? I do it. I do it. He thought that I'm gonna make a decision and I'm gonna do this on my own. I'm going to read you a scripture that I lean on a lot. And it is uh, Proverbs. I don't have it written down. I don't know where I put it. But it's Proverbs 3. And it's talking about trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. There's a lot to that. That's, that's solid now. Lean not to your own understanding. We want to make sure that we carry everything before the Lord. We want to make sure that, I mean, how many mistakes have we made where we thought we had the right answer? I don't care if we, we, we're smart and we're successful and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of times, man, we, we, uh, what's, we, what's the word for enable? We, we enable circumstances to continue to go on because we think that's the best decision that we're supposed to make. Sometimes that's not the, that's not the will of God. I, I have a few scriptures that, uh, 
that I'm going to refer to in here because this generation has heard enough of this. This generation is a show-me generation. So when I quote scriptures, I'm not quoting scriptures to, to flaunt that I know the scripture or whatever, that kind of deal or anything. It's a fact check. Whoever was running for president, they always run these fact checks. I want to show you that it's the truth. The truth, the name above everything is Jesus. And the truth will stand forever. So people can come up with stuff that's the truth and all this, but the truth will stand forever. You know, we take the gifts of God and try to perform our own agenda, just like the prodigal. Our dreams, our goals, our family, our relationship, our finances, our health. We think a lot of times that we know better than God knows. We don't want to say that because that's too prideful. But we think we know better than God. Let me just do this, and this is the right decision, and let me do this. We are challenging the creator of the universe, the stars in the heaven, the oceans, everything, the world, air, (laughs) everything. We are challenging the creator of the universe, if we just go to him and spend time with him and listen, those little decisions that I was referring to earlier that we're trying to make one decision, he can turn around and do it a thousand times faster than we ever thought about doing it. He is infinite in wisdom. He is unfailing. He is perfect. He can change our life in one second forever. If we just take the time to hear what he's got to say. God is the great I am. If we do as his word asks us to do, he will give us whatever we need. I don't care what circumstances we're in. He will give us whatever we need. First Peter 5, 7 says, cast your cares on the Lord for he cares for us. Let me further iterate this point. Second Corinthians 10, 5. This is talking about our mindsets. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring every thought into the obedience of Christ Jesus. Old school is take every thought captive. Don't, don't, don't think that I know better than you by my intellect, by my experiences, all that mess. God is the all-knowing, perfect in all his way, God, and he is more than enough. El Shaddai. He is more than enough. Y'all, we get into situations where we, sometimes we get into situations we can't control. If If you're over the Pacific Ocean in an airplane and your engine goes out, 
You ain't pulling over on the side of the road to fix it. Right then, you're depending on God. But there are other situations that we run into in life, like our finances are tight or our kids do something we're supposed to do and we, and we think this is what we're supposed to do because we're supposed to, we, this is the way we train a child in the way she goes, she never should part. We spare the rod, spoil the child, all this stuff. Don't get me wrong, I believe in it. But sometimes God has a different angle of doing things. He has a different angle of doing things that's more productive than what we think or what our parents told us to think or what our grandparents told us to think because he's, he's omniscient. He knows it all. He knows the personalities. He knows the characteristics. He knows the circumstances. He is good all the time. 2 Corinthians 4.8, I don't know if I gave you this, Angie, but 2 Corinthians 4.8 says, we fix our eyes not on what we see, but what is unseen. How about that? How about that? We fix our eyes on what is seen, what is not seen, not what is seen. Circumstances will pop up in your face. Things will happen and it's real. It is real. Kids that have a wreck, health report ain't right. It is real. It is real, but we can't think on things that we see. We got to think on things that is unseen. We got to believe in the truth that God says his word and his word is truth and it matters and it happens and it's real and it's going to come to pass no matter what, every time. I'm telling you, I ain't up here talking for me. I forgot about, I'm talking for him. I'm telling you that we need to fix our eyes on him and not on what we see. Peter walked on the water. The only reason he walked on the water because he was looking at Jesus. He wasn't looking at what I'm doing. As soon as he started looking around at the storm, he started sinking, started sinking. He began to sink. His face still had him up. He began to sink. This is good stuff. We make so many mistakes trying to reason our way out of circumstances that we put ourselves in. And we don't take it to God first. Seek you first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added. Cast your cares on him. At the end of the day, we are prodigals. At the end of the day, we think we know best. I was in the middle, I was trying to decide on the title of this, this message. <clears throat> and it was the robe, the ring, the fatty calf, and the embrace. And I backed off on it and I said, 
This is From Rags to Riches. And some people might misunderstand that, but the title of it was From Rags to Riches. People might think you're talking about riches like money. Nah. Sorry, folks. That ain't the ticket. I'm all about it, but we all need it and I love it. But, but I'm not, that's not the ticket. That is not the ticket. A lot of times we work our whole butts off, our whole lives off uh, trying to make a dollar. And then at the end of the day, our health's gone and we spend all of it on our health. Or, or we spend all the time, you know, doing what we thought was right. And, and that's the thing with most of us. That's the redemptive power of God. This young man, prodigal, he did not know where he was headed. Y'all listen to me. Listen close to me. That little boy, that young man, did not know where he was headed. Do you think the wise daddy, do you think that why our daddy, do you think he knew what was, where his son was headed to? There ain't no doubt about it. Life 360 ain't got nothing on God. Do you not think that he saw it ahead of time? I have been preparing for my kids since before they was born. For stuff they walk in, I'm way past now, I'm down the road now. The way God knew, he knew, this daddy knew where his son was headed. He can't handle that money. He's full rotten. He's been under my covering. Y'all, we, we don't know most of the time where we're headed. We don't know the decisions that we're making. We don't know that we're, we're running off a, a track. We don't know we're running off the road. We don't know. We, we, we tend to think that, okay, this is the right decision. This is the way I'm going to go. Whether it's, whether it's manipulating for situations. Think about this. I ain't going to tell them all that. This car, this car I'm going to sell, you know, I ain't going to tell them that, that every once in a while it runs hot because, come on now, let's be real with ourselves. We're all prodigals. Oh, I ain't going to tell them when I go apply for this job that I got fired three times. I, hey, I've gotten fired three times. I ain't, I ain't showing no pride. I, I, I'm serious. So when you go to fill out that, you go to fill out that, uh, that application, or you send your resume in, you say, I, I, you know, I need a job. It's a good paying job. It's a good paying job. Here we go. We're reasoning. We're reasoning. It's a good paying job. I don't want to miss this opportunity. I won't tell them that. But now, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. That's where we need to live, y'all. That's where we need to live. We need to live in that place that says, you know what, God? It is on you. It is on you. This ain't on me. Because you know what happens? All them lies, all that manipulation, all that twisting and turning, all that... Sliding behind the wall, all this hiding, it catches up. But we don't know that. Oh, I'm just going to do this. 
front row, I'm sorry for looking at y'all most of the time. Because the reason I look at you most of the time is because somebody told me a long time ago, they said, if you look into the crowd, imagine everybody's naked. And I can't even see out there, so if y'all was naked, it wasn't, but the sun is blinding me. We, we tend to think that we know better. You follow what I'm saying? Do y'all get what I'm trying to say? We think we know better with our kids. We love our kids, man. We think we know better with our parents, with our family. We think we know better with our jobs. We miss that most important point. The most important point that we have is we have to carry. And let me tell you something. You don't have to be pretty. You don't have to be pretty. You don't have to be right. You don't have to have all your everything together. You don't clean up before you get in the shower. You get in the shower and get clean. You don't have to know 17 scriptures. This ain't no show out thing. This ain't about showing out. This is about real. I can tell you this. I know God as my father. I know God as my friend. I know God is my healer. Tell let somebody tell you you got cancer. Let somebody tell you you got cancer. You find out what, where you put your britches on at night. Let me tell you, when you ain't got no friend, everybody turns on you. You know how many times I've screwed up personally and I said, God, you my friend. I got friends on this earth that will cover for me. I need you to cover for me because if this finds, if somebody finds this out, I'm in a mess. Come on now, let's be real. Let's be real now. He is that friend that sticks closer than any brother. There's a lot of us ran into some stuff with our family members. We said, we'll go to the grave tell, not telling that. He said, he is a friend that sticks closer than any brother. I ain't, hey, you know what, y'all? I ain't, for, I, ain't, I ain't worried about you clapping because what I'm telling is the truth. I am telling you the truth. He is my healer. He is my friend. He is my counselor. He is my peace. He is my strength. I don't care what it looks like on the outside where all our righteousness is in filthy rags. I don't care what it looks like. We can make it, we can paint it up. We can tuck our shirts in. We can dress right. We can act right. But I'm gonna tell you, at the end of the day, you're gonna be out in the middle of the air over the Pacific Ocean and you're gonna say, God, I need you. Why don't we do it every day? Richard Roberts said one time, he said, uh, he heard his parents. I don't know if y'all ever heard of Oral Roberts. Some of you have, some of you haven't. Some of you like him, some of you don't. I don't care. He said, he said, Oral Roberts and his wife, they had one of the biggest ministries of all time. <clears throat> they had a, they, 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 um, Oral Roberts University. Some of y'all are familiar with that. All right. He said every time they got into a major situation, like, you know, like what we're talking about, cancer or whatever, bad car wreck, or said all of a sudden they go in the room and they just pray in the spirit and just pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Richard Roberts said, why don't we do that every day? His son, we always prayed in a panic. We always prayed in a panic. 
Why don't we do that every day? Why don't we spend time with God every day? Why don't we prevent? Why don't we think it through before we take our riches or we try to, the Bible says, come reason together with the Lord. It ain't like he's gonna try to, he is a redemptive God. That son ran off, y'all. And here's what we, this is, this is our culture. This is our culture that I wanna touch on. I gotta be careful. This is a fine line. This is a fine line. Some of y'all might believe it. Some of y'all might not. I was raised when, a, when your child acts up, whoop his tail. Okay, I know I get amens because we in the South. But there's a lot of people that say, nah, uh-uh. I don't believe in that. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. But here, here's, the, here's, the, here's the crux to that. Listen. Listen real close. Here's the crux to that. When we screw up, wait a minute, y'all listening? I know the anointing is here. Y'all better listen. When we screw up, I'm gonna manipulate, I'm gonna lie, I'm gonna twist it. What? What? Wait a minute, we whipping our kids for this stuff. We whooping the daylights out of, you know how many times I had one of my youngins, teacher come up telling me done something. I said, let's go. I check them out of school and whoop them. <laughs> sure did. And then get, and one time it happened and the teacher was lying. But, but let, let me tell you something. We whoop our kids for doing talking too much. You think I didn't get talking too much? <laughs> we whoop our kids for lying, manipulating, cheating. So you know what? Our tendency, now y'all listen, our tendency when we screw up is to do like Adam and Eve. All this stuff comes together, y'all. All this stuff comes together. Every bit of this comes together. From the Genesis to Revelation, it comes together. Adam and Eve hid. Do y'all think, do y'all think that God don't know when we screw up our first tendency is to hide? Wait a minute. He made us. He created the heavens and the earth. He's all-knowing. He's omnipotent. He is love. What, Randall? He is love. That son ran off. Wait a minute. What would y'all do if your son ran off with some whores on Fulton Industrial? And spent all your money that you gave him. Let's be, let's be honest about it. I know that sounds ugly, but everybody knows what a prostitute is. I know it sounds bad, but everybody knows what a prostitute is. And God loves them. Mary Magdalene was the first one he saw when he came back to earth. When he raised from the dead, the first one he saw. So I ain't dogging it. But what I am saying is this. That will break our hearts. But you know what? Everybody wants to say, ah, kick them to the curb. No, I'm cutting them off. That's it. You married that girl you ain't supposed to marry? Uh-uh. 
That ain't, uh-uh, she don't meet the profile. Uh-uh. I'm telling the truth, son. You ain't supposed to, you ain't supposed to sit there and you ain't supposed to do that. No, you ain't supposed to marry, you ain't supposed to be with her. You ain't supposed to do that. You ain't supposed to do what I did. What? Let me whoop you. But you know what, Jesus? You know what? This is representative. This prodigal son scripture is representative of our Lord, of our Father in heaven. Jesus didn't say it for no reason, y'all. It's powerful. We want to, we, you know, and here's the thing. Here's the thing that's so important. I got to be careful. I'm getting emotional. I ain't been emotional in forever. This is the part that's important. In relationships that we have, in relationships that we have, people run from us because they think we're going to whip them. Forget that. We win them over with love. Love covers a multitude of sin. We win them over with love. When we screw up, we run to the Father. The Lord is a, let me get this scripture. You can put this one up. Where is it at? The Lord is a strong tower. The righteous, well, I know. The Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to him and are safe. Let me tell you something. You're not righteous by putting on your nice shirt. You're not righteous by, because you're a great businessman. You're not, you're not even righteous because you got good character. I'm going to back up a step. I got a little head. I'm going to back up a little bit. Peter. Let's talk about Peter. Angie, I don't know where that one is. Let me see. That way we can do a fact check. There it is. Peter is Luke 5, 4, and 6, and John 21, 6 through 8. You can read it on your own. I ain't going to read it. I'm going to tell you the story. Peter, been, he's a fisherman, professional fisherman, right? He fished all night. Fished all night. Jesus came up on the bank and said, throw your, cat, throw your nets to the other side. We've heard the story, heard the story. I'm telling you again, I'm reiterating, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Education, experience, whatever you know, Catching it to the other side. He said, Lord, I have been fishing all night. I know what I'm doing. You ain't no fisherman. I have been fishing all night. I've been doing this 30 years, man. You, I, I, I'm going to have to pay these guys to rethrow these lines back out, go back out, and you want me to do this? Here's where we are, y'all. Peter said, the experienced of the experienced. Probably the guy with no character like the rest of us that cuss out everybody that didn't work for him hard. He said, nevertheless, I will. Cast his nets on the other side and he caught enough to fill the boat so much that it was about to sink. If he had ever caught, listen, if he had ever caught that much before, he'd have got a bigger boat because he wouldn't have sunk. He'd been prepared for it. 
He will do exceedingly abundantly above we all we ask, think, or imagine. Peter made a decision to do his own thing, just like all of us, like the prodigal, and the Lord met him running. He went from nothing to abundance, from rags to riches. This is a story of redemption. This is a story of redemption. Christ, dying on a cross, redeemed us from the curse of the law. He redeemed us from poverty. He redeemed us from sickness. He redeemed us from spiritual death. For poverty, he gives us wealth. For sickness, he gives us health. For death, he gives us eternal life. I want to interject this one little thing in there. When the prodigal came back, the daddy ran out to him. He told his servants to get him the ring, the robe, the sandals, the fatty calf. But you know what? (laughs) Woo! You know what would have meant the most to me? Y'all know what would have meant the most to me? I don't care about your money. Keep it. I don't care about no robe making me look good. I don't care about your credit line. Rings your credit line. You know what would have meant the most to me? Your doggone right. That embrace. I said, God, I said, God, I said, God, what does that embrace stand for? He said, that's my healing. How many of you ever been hurt by somebody? How many of you ever been hurt by somebody? There ain't but one thing that can heal it. That hug, that kiss, that embrace, everything is gone. Everything is gone. We go from rags to riches when we surrender all. When we give up our way, and we get God's way. He's not going to beat us. We are raised in this culture that when we do something, we get the brakes beat off of us. I did it. I did it. I, it was done to me. Nothing on me, nothing on my parents. It was done. That's what we thought was right. We lead to our own understanding. The revelation is when somebody says, run to the Father, I run to the Father again and again and again. When somebody says, the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run to him and are safe. We say, oh, oh, mm mm-mm. 
What is true? The Bible says, let God be true and every man, he didn't pretty it up, a liar. God is love. God is good. God is faithful. He is just. He is kind. He don't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to close with a few scriptures. And I hope that I can close it up, but I'm probably not going to be able to. I'm probably going to ramble on about these scriptures because the word is alive. Ephesians 3.20 says, and I gave this to Angie last, so she might not have it. Now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish, to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask or think. That song that we just got through singing said we can't comprehend. We don't understand. We don't. I can tell you this, taste the Lord for he is good. Because let me tell you something, you give him a chance. You let him be your counselor. You let him be your advocate. You let him be your healer. Sometimes we ain't got no choice. We got to let him be our healer. You let him be our peace. You run to him. Matthew 16, 25 says this. If we try to save our life, we will lose it. Has anybody hearing this? We manipulate, we twist, we turn. We think that, well, you know what? I need my head right. Let me, let me, let me, let me do this to get my head right. I need a little money. Let me do this. Give me a little extra money. I don't want them to know this. Let me do this. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. That's the redemptive power. Redemption, 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 redemption. That is the redemptive power. We come to him with nothing. Paul, in the Bible, wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He was the Jew among Jews. He was smart, eloquent, Educated, wealthy, whole shooting match. Killing Christians. Stephen. Stephen went to heaven. He, he was responsible for killing Stephen. He went to heaven and didn't even know, didn't even feel the pain that they were doing. They stoned him to death. 
He was in charge of that. Paul was in charge of that. Now, he was the man among men. And he said, I count it all as nothing. As dung. We want to save our lives. And the way that we save our lives is we give up. We give up and we surrender. We surrender it all. John 10, 10. I need a napkin. John 10, 10 is a scripture that I leaned on. We say, why? Why did Jesus come? And Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Angie put the first part of the scripture up, but that's the end of the scripture. I came, the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. We got two choices to listen to. We can lean to our own understanding and manipulate and twist and turn. Or we can listen to and say, God, I trust you. Jesus came that I might have life and have it more abundantly. This is the good news. Everybody wants to tell us bad news. I always want to hear bad. Oh, oh boy. I got some news this week, bad news. You got three nodules on you, on your uh, thyroid. Uh, we, uh, we, uh, we got to go in there and do a biopsy, see what it is. I don't fix my eyes on what I see. I lean not to my own understanding. I trust God for who he is. Y'all, I live this. I ain't putting on no show. He is my father. He is my friend. He is my healer. He is my comforter. He is my peace. Give him a chance. I'm not saying you ain't. Give him a chance. He's that for y'all too. I'm not saying, I ain't trying to, I'm, I'm just blind and now I see. How'd you get healed, man? I don't know. We'll close it up with this one. <clears throat> Matthew eleven thirty. We've heard it a hundred million times, but I want it to be fresh to you. Take my yoke, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know the biggest burden in life is? is a shocker it's a real shocker you know what the burden in life is let me tell you what it ain't is or it ain't the burden in life is not the problems we're all problem solvers the burden in life is not the problem 
The burden in life is not the cancer. The burden in life is not the car wreck. The burden in life is not the finances. Trying to figure out the answer. That's not the burden in life. Take my yoke for my ease. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. He gets into that yoke with us. For you young people don't know what a yoke is, search it up. He gets into that yoke with us. Take my yoke for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The burden is this. It is harder to believe and trust God when we have to tell the truth, when we have to turn in that application, when we're faced with real deal obstacles. It is harder to believe God and say, you know what, God? I'm trusting you even though they ain't treating me right. I'm trusting you even though I didn't do this right and I messed up. I'm trusting you that you need to do. I'm trusting you that I need to. I'm trusting you in all of these things. That's the new step. We grew up in church. We did the right things. We said the right things. We were pretty about it. Oh, our Father, which art in heaven, all of it's real. The real deal, the real show is when you're by yourself on your own and there's nobody standing around you and you're miserable and you're hurt and you're scared and you're everything else and you say, you know what, God? I put my trust in you. You are my father. You are my friend. You are my healer. You are my comforter. You are perfect. Everybody stand up, please. Is D going to come up here? Okay. D, you got to go somewhere else. Randall, you going to come up here? Benny, Connor. Everybody, if you feel comfortable putting your hands up. Lord, I am your servant and I'm just participating in this part, but I receive from you. I know that on my own, my natural human self is a prodigal. I know that I think I know the right way. God, right now, I make a decision to give it all over to you. Y'all, this message wasn't for specific, you know, like I said, when God does something, he doesn't do it for one person. Or he does do it for one person. He doesn't do it for one purpose. 
If you need to give your life up and say, you know what? Not my will. Nevertheless, if God is touching on your heart like that song said, pounding in your chest, ask him to come, come, come up here and let somebody pray for you, pray for you in private, whatever you want to do. But I would suggest get somebody to lay hands on you and agree with you. If you have been, if you have been a Christian and you've been believing, but you've been believing the wrong way, you hadn't been trusting in all your heart. You haven't been giving it all to God. You've been coming up with it with your own way and you want to surrender that. Surrender. Let him be your peace. Let him be your friend. Let him be the Lord of your life. The Bible says that every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Don't let the rocks cry out instead of you. I want everybody, this is how we're going to close it. I want everybody, if you want to come up, you can. If you don't, you don't. But I want everybody to spend a little time thanking God for who he is and what he's done for you. Lord, I thank you so much, Father, for your goodness to me. I thank you for being a healer to me. I thank you for being my friend. I thank you for being my comforter. I thank you for being my healer. I thank you for being my peace. I thank you for being my advocate. I thank you for being my counselor. God, you are good and you are faithful and I trust in you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know your story. Let us know how this message impacts your life. You can message us at info at imcatalyst.net. We're here for you and we are for you. If you have a prayer request, you can message us at prayer at IamCatalyst.net. To keep up with what's going on at Catalyst Church in Carrollton, visit us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Jesus cares about you. We care about you. And we hope you join us again on the Catalyst Church of Carrollton podcast.